93.3 and AM 560. That is a fact. KWTO. your weekly dose of uncommon sense with Cass, brought to you by College of the Ozarks, developing citizens of Christ-like character who are well-educated, hardworking, and patriotic. On 93.3 and AM 560, KWTO. Welcome back to another episode of Uncommon Sense with Cass. I'm super excited about this weekend's episode because I have one of my very best friends in the whole world on, and we're just going to have a conversation about life and worldview and what it is like to be a woman in your young 20s as a conservative who has social media and people know that you're a conservative. Ah, you're a big bad Republican. And what some of those experiences are like right now for people who are under the age of 40 going through this whole culture, cultural divide situation where maybe you had friends that you made before you came came out quote unquote as conservative and maybe you lose friends or you gain friends or you get new perspective kind of we're just gonna for, for the next hour we're gonna go through life experiences that have shaped our worldview and hopefully give you guys some insight into what it is like in the minds of of people in their 20s and 30s right now who who have more conservative ideology but we are so different from generations of the past. And I think it's important to know the heart of your future, future leaders and your, the future, you know, community players and, 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 and our culture and stuff. And so I have Kaylee Haynes on with me. She's one of my very best friends. She is on our board of directors for Southwest Missouri Young Republicans. She is our outreach coordinator. She plans events and does all sorts of creative things that I am not built to do. Everybody says I'm creative all the time, but I don't believe them because I think I'm super analytical. Um, But Kaylee definitely brings a joyful and happy spirit and a positive attitude to the organization. And she is very much on fire for the cause and has a lot of similar beliefs to me about things like healthcare and, and lifestyle and, um, religion and all sorts of stuff. So bringing Kaylee onto the show right now. Hello, Miss Kitty Haynes. Thank you for joining me. Hello, Cass. Thank you for having me. Kaylee's a little nervous about being on the radio for the first time, but I told her not to worry because this is a conversation between friends. And honestly, I believe that when you're on the radio, you totally forget you're on the radio because it doesn't feel psychologically. You're not looking at faces. You don't know or register that you're talking to a lot of people. But when I get in front of like a crowd to speak to them, my whole countenance changes. Oh, yeah. I freeze up. I black out. I don't remember what I say in front of people. <laughs> it is. It's hard to remember. And because your whole it's like you have a bodily reaction to mm-hmm. seeing faces. Yep. Tell us a little bit about what you do for a living and um, what you're passionate about. So currently I work with Arc of the Ozarks. I assist in running a few different programs with people with special needs um, just teaching them how to do life skills and life independently and not um, have to rely on everyone around them and making friends that, you know, aren't paid to be with them. Because a lot of our special needs community, they are only around people who are immediate family or staff who are paid to be there. So it's just teaching teaching and loving on them and how to do everything they want to do by themselves. Um, outside of work... Like Cass said, I'm with the YRs. I love doing that. I love um, having a community with people 
who are like-minded and encouraging people to be a part of that community and so you know just to feel that they're not alone um i love to be outdoors i love to do anything swimming um i don't get a lot of time to do that because i'm busy with work but that's that's me in the last couple of years um i think like me it's maybe been some of your most conservative years that you've mm-hmm. ever been because you and i both have just come into like true adulthood in the last few years where we're not in high school we're not in college age anymore we are really entering the workforce we're entering real life we have to pay taxes we have to pay taxes we have to do adult things um what are some of those key experiences that solidified not just that you are conservative but that you were a right-leaning person in general a, a republican voter i should say um there's been a lot of different things um it's so hard to just to pinpoint because of how crazy you know leftist that our culture has swung you just see so much chaos around you and so much confusion and it's really you know having a conservative outlook and a christian outlook you find answers in that and so with people who you know we go look at lgbtq plus individuals they are just so confused and so lost and they suffer so much because of that you know, you look at the Bible and conservative values and you see that like, this is who I am and you find your identity in that. So um, I guess seeing that there's answers and um, about seeing how the left will attack children. You know, we're coming for your children. And yes, did I, you see that chant? I saw that and I like I hurt for kids. You know, I'm like, we need to protect those kids. And I I love kids. I want to have kids someday. And to think that someone is coming after them and like that culture is coming after them, you know, I I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. What Kaylee's referring to here, and guys, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Kaylee Haynes, a dear friend of mine who is a young conservative on our Young Republicans board. We're kind of just talking to her to hear the heart behind a young conservative um, because I think it's important for all generations to know. She is referring to a New York pride parade that they were chanting, they were walking down the streets of, I think, Manhattan or somewhere, mm-hmm. chanting, we're here, we're queer, and we're coming for your children. We're here, we're queer, and we're coming for your children. They're saying the quiet part out loud now. They're admitting mm-hmm. exactly what we're accusing them of, and they may have been doing it ironically, like, oh, ha, 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 they think we're coming for the kids, but little do they know, I don't know, what their motivation was. But regardless, it was very, very disturbing to mm-hmm. see because in that viral video clip, one of the the women who is in like the dead center of that of that parade that you see on this clip is completely topless with just two little like nipple pasties on, just mm-hmm. bouncing around down the streets in public, chanting with a smile on her face that we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. And I think that's so such a perfect representation of like that farthest left group that we see right now that's popped up, I'd say probably in the last five to 10 years, that is crazed out of their mind, that their entire worldview revolves around LGBTQ racism Mm -hmm. and a new age way of viewing feminism, like the fourth wave of feminism, not even like, not even modern feminism anymore. It's like further, it's it's bizarre it's having more rights than anyone else like that's what they're trying to achieve you know there is a picture going around of a man identifying as a woman who 
he was topless at the White House. And, yeah. you know, she, he, whatever you want to call them, um, he was, he had selfies with Biden. And it was, it was encouraged. It was okay. And it's like, if a man, a heterosexual man, was in front of the White House flashing himself, like, there would be, he'd be arrested. Like, he'd be in jail by now. But, oh, no, because it was a woman and because... You know, they were a part of the LGBTQ community. It's okay. Or the videos of the completely naked men mm-hmm. on bikes going down through a pride parade, handing candy to children yeah. with their all of their genitalia hanging yeah. out. And they want to claim that all of these pride parades are family friendly mm-hmm. and that the things we're accusing them of aren't actually happening. But they are okay. happening. They're on video. It's the biggest form of gaslighting. Yes, it is. And in that same in that same picture that you were just referring to where there was the topless transgender man turned quote unquote woman, there was somebody beside that person who was a woman who was quote unquote transitioning to be a man who was also topless in that same photo with an obvious breast, uh, um, you know, removal. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, the scar the across mutilation. your chest, mutilation. And <laughs> what's funny about that is right now our big thing is, okay, um, let's not go after kids. Uh, we should make sure that kids can't have, you know, hormone therapies and, and gender transition surgeries because it's, it's the, it's, um, gen- it's mutilating our children. Mm-hmm. 100%. I'd go even farther than that and I'd say that, Doctors who claim to do no harm and are performing gender chances and surgeries on people who are obviously not truly transgender, that that's doing harm. I, and I'm not saying it should be illegal because I'm pretty libertarian on stuff. If you're an adult and you want to do dumb, mm-hmm. evil things to your own body, whatever, as long as you're not killing another human that is residing in your womb mm-hmm. and you're only, only, only hurting yourself, then I don't know. It's... But there, there is a line, there is a line, and I don't know what, I don't know what that line is for adults because the American in me is like, leave adults alone, just let them do whatever. Mm-hmm. But the Christian in me is like, Ugh. but I'm also not a Christian nationalist, so I'm a passionate Christian, but I believe that true, true change in society comes from the churches mm-hmm. and bodies of believer, mm-hmm. believers um, inciting. Uh, revival Mm -hmm. and i do not think that the state can mandate revival because then it's just going to go horribly wrong no it's definitely up to the church to be that support in the community you know it's it was not god's plan for the government to step in and take care of the community it was really it's the church and the charities yes private charities and churches Mm -hmm. oh the american church is very is very lukewarm and um unfortunately we, yes we don't we don't take care of our community and we don't love on our community enough, enough. and yeah. it's so refreshing when you do see a church that is mm-hmm. doing that and you're like let's have more of this yes let's spread yes. this oh but what in another segment we're going to come back to this we have got to talk about churches that are masquerading as bodies of believers who are yes. actually not yes Wolves in sheep's clothing is what I like to call them. Yes. The Bible likes to call them. But we'll address that in a couple segments here. Um, but I want to go back to just your your perspective. You work in a an industry mm-hmm. that tends to not be super conservative. You work at, 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 with Ark of the Ozarks, which 
is actually a really great organization, mm-hmm. and I've heard that their board is pretty conservative. But um, a lot of um, a lot of you know social services like that mm-hmm. tend to believe that the government is the answer for everything, and that everybody in need just needs more government handouts and more assistance and more programs, and right. the government's going to solve all their problems. So you're in a unique spot that mm-hmm. you do work in that industry and yes. you don't believe that. Why is that? So, I mean, first of all, I have to say nothing I say is a reflection on where I work and my opinions are my own. Yes. Um, it's, it is really hard because I, I mean, I'm, I'm a very empathetic person. I have a heart for everyone that I care for. Um, and so it, it really hurts me to see whenever, you know, there is a need that is not being met in one of my individuals. Um, and so the easy answer is like, let's go, like, let's get this fixed for you. You know, like I know a way that I know this program that can help you. And some of them are non-for-profit. Some of them are donations and they're really, really great. Um, but I think unfortunately that there's just not like with the churches being in the position they are and being passive, they are, there's not a lot of other options besides, you know, disability and social security benefits. Uh, Um, and you believe that needs to change. Oh, definitely. I mean, professionally, I can't really say anything different but personally i truly truly believe that the churches need to step up and you know it says like the churches need to care for the orphans and the widowed and like we're not doing that like we can do that for the families within our church walls but we need to step outside of the church walls and take care of other people too it frustrates me when i see churches that are spending so much money on Fancy light shows mm-hmm. for their worship services and the ambience. Or separate youth um, sanctuaries. Youth. Biggest pet peeve of mine. Yes. Or um, like youth programs that are centered a lot more around like basically a carnival mm-hmm. than a true like, in, you know, a true space that provides for for children to encounter the lord and learn truth there's you know food trucks in 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 paintball fights and all of these things that can be fun but they're spending more money on that sort of stuff than programs within the church to help people that are truly in need and it doesn't build character you know if you're gonna have these youth programs it's good to you know create relationships within the youth individuals you know of like hey here's like-minded christian youth like go hang out but that shouldn't be the focus and it's not going to build character to have food trucks they're not going to take anything away from having food trucks like oh i remember in youth when i had this church and they had food trucks oh my gosh you know they're the best church yeah. ever you know like that's and then they dumb the down the gospel for the 20 minutes that they actually spend yes. talking about it yeah. it's all it's all salvation messaging only it's no real disciple training mm-hmm. and then they may have like life group programs or just, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. but but are these kids are these kids truly being challenged or are they getting dropped off by their parents every Wednesday night to go have, you know, two hours of fun and a maybe 15 minute sermon that is super shallow mm-hmm. kids? The, I just feel like kids aren't being challenged anymore. No, and they're not, you know, they're not being challenged. And so I feel, I really feel like that's when they be, they reach adulthood. They don't care about coming to church anymore. They don't return to church when it's, they're not held accountable to return to church. Because they're not being given the opportunity to have like a real encounter with the mm-hmm. Lord. And, and you're so right. Even, even my church experience growing up yes. was yeah. that of this is a recreational activity. And I'm going to hear the same thing for mm-hmm. 10 years of my life in a row until I graduate 
And I think what went wrong was in maybe the late 80s, 90s, early 2000s, there was such a focus on growing the church, like bringing as many people as possible Mm -hmm. in that youth groups got so used to having outreach events, bring your friends, bring your friends, that they were too afraid to go deep into hard topics because there might might be visitors, they might leave, that we were, we stopped really, really challenging young people with hard to grasp topics and difficult conversations Mm -hmm. to have. And so you, you produce years and years and years of college freshmen that are that have a very shallow faith mm-hmm. that is so easily crumbled by these super intellectual college professors yes. that just speak complete lies into their minds. Yes. And yeah. it's, I mean, that's got to be a huge part of it. I know. And this isn't really, this isn't super religiously related, but I remember my first semester of college and I, it was my history 101 and we learned about the founding of the USA. I had to write a paper explaining that the pilgrims were false the pilgrims didn't happen thanksgiving wasn't happening you know like the founding of america was a trade deal between spain and another country i don't remember but like i like this cannot be true like and i had to write a paper otherwise i'd fail the class yeah gosh i was i was really blessed to be at a christian college that well they sponsor my show yeah (laughs) college of the ozarks my alma mater that really had um had challenging and and you know truth centered history mm-hmm. classes and bible classes and stuff but most people go to state schools or universities that are secular mm-hmm. and the problem is is they're so secular that now they're 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 bringing in you know CRT and yes. um yeah. you know DEI stuff into their all of their curriculum to where now they're learning that everything is racist everything is yes yeah. Everything is evil. America is evil. Like, and that's how you get to the point where they're being taught that, you know, 1776 was not the founding of our nation and right. the pilgrims never happened. That's right. how that yeah. happens. Yeah. And then especially if you move away, you are being torn apart, you know, probably by choice from your family, from your close friends, from your good influencing friends, from, from your church, from childhood. And so you don't make the time. You're busy with school. You don't make the time to build. Or partying. This. Yeah, exactly. So you live on campus and you're drawn into this lifestyle of partying and bad friendships and toxic friendships yes. and bad relationships. And so it, it, I think it just brain fogs you so much and you're just caught up in this culture and this new lifestyle that yeah. you're too tired to even think about you're just trying to pass a class like another thing yeah and because church never was that serious mm-hmm. because it was always so shallow mm-hmm. it's like why would i tack that on to my weekend my time of rest yeah, oh i was out late time. yeah i was out late at a club i was out late at a frat party why would i get up the next morning and go to church right we're gonna take a quick little pause here and when we come back i want to dig into this a little bit more and talk about um I'm going to get real vulnerable with you guys about what happened to me and my faith um, straight out of high school, right into college. And um, I, I was not following the Lord for a while uh, <laughs> at all. I, I, I'm not going to pretend I was, I'm not going to try to cover up my years of rebellion that I had and the years that I wasn't even a conservative, much less a Christian. And um, I'm going to share my side of how I came out of that and became you know, cast Bowen Anderson on the radio on a Christian conservative um, talk show, you know, being super outspoken 
I mean, it's a minor miracle. It's a major miracle, actually. And uh, Kaylee and I are going to talk about um, our experiences with with that. So stay locked in for more Uncommon Sense with Cass. We're going to um, continue our conversation with Miss Kaylee Haynes, a dear friend of mine, board member of Southwest Missouri Young Republicans, all around great person in just a moment. The news and talk that affects Springfield. Was that your laptop? For real, I don't know. He's acknowledging now it is his laptop. The border is dangerous. to see. Wake up Springfield on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. There's honey in the rock. Here's your weekly dose of Uncommon Sense with Cass. Brought to you by College of the Ozarks. Developing citizens of Christ-like character who are well-educated, hardworking, and patriotic. On 93.3 and AM 560, KWTO. Alrighty, as promised, we're right back with more Uncommon Sense with Cass. I have been talking to you with Kaylee Haynes, who is a dear friend of mine. and She is a young 20-something conservative woman, Christian all-around great person, um, board member on Southwest Missouri Young Republicans, and is just very politically involved. And um, she and I share the same faith and the same worldview. And so I thought that it would be a great opportunity to have a conversation that's vulnerable and transparent about why we believe what we believe, why we are the way we are, and why we're different from 90% of people our age right now who are completely, completely sold out to leftist ideology, atheism, everything crazy in this world, and how we made it out (laughs) the other side of our college years not being completely indoctrinated, or if we were for a little bit completely indoctrinated, which I'll admit to being for a little bit, um, how we managed to see truth and overcome the social isolation fears that come with being different from all of your very leftist peers. Kaylee, welcome back to part two of Uncommonsense with Cats. <laughs> we were just talking um, in the last segment about um, some of our experiences we had during our college years of being completely in, you know, why young people are indoctrinated with lies right out of high school into college, even young people who grew up super conservative with conservative Christian parents, and then they just lose their minds in college. And I can speak to that Mm -hmm. because I was one of those Mm -hmm. kids who I was a church kid. I was there every time the doors were open and I was used to that youth group culture where it's all fun and games on Wednesday nights and 10 minutes of like some shallow sermon because it's all about outreach and even evangelism and not discipleship and then you go to college even at a christian college i was working at a coffee shop that was i was working at starbucks that i was surrounded by leftists Mm -hmm. who were big partiers they were telling me all of their socialist theories on Mm -hmm. the world and i was young and dumb i didn't know much better my faith was super 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 shallow even though I grew up in church, it was like little seed, little, very little seeds. And so for a while there, probably like ages, gosh, like I went to college at 17. So 17, 18, 19 years old, 
I thought that, you know, I was a Democrat, not because I really knew what that meant, but because I was <laughs> I was told sob stories mm-hmm. by the socialists that I worked with at Starbucks who were telling me that you're a bad person if you vote Republican because Republicans don't care about the hurting. Republicans don't care about those in need. Mm-hmm. They they just take, take, take. Capitalism is evil. And, uh, you know, people who are gay just need to live their lives. And, you know, it's it's discrimination and it's hate and it's mm-hmm. evil. They throw like words like selfish. hate at yes. you. And you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't want to be the... You don't want to be the bad guy. I don't want to be the bad guy. Yeah. And so it's so easy for a shallow faith to crumble under that kind of pressure where mm-hmm. the worst of the worst words are being thrown at what you were raised by. And so I'm trying to think like how I came out of that. Oh, I'll tell you. Uh, in 2018, this is kind of my testimony in a way too. Um, in 2018, I had spent the whole spring semester partying and drinking and it's a miracle I didn't get kicked out of college because I went to a Christian college that did, would not have tolerated that. Um, I, I mean, I went on spring break to Panama City Beach and just was, I was, I did not think I believed in God anymore. Mm-hmm. I was like, where is he? He doesn't exist. Because all of these socialist friends of mine at Starbucks were telling me how absolutely crazy it was to believe in a higher power while they were also like using crystals for healing. I'm like, okay, that's rich. But it's the universe, Cassidy. The universe. It's, it's energy. The universe. It's energy. Anyways, I believed it for a while because I was young and dumb. And in that summer of 2018, I had some key experiences that completely transformed my worldview and woke me up. One, I was super, super depressed after coming off a, a whole spring semester of partying I was left feeling empty, like nothing meant anything. Nothing, nothing was substantial in my life. All my friendships were shallow and rooted in just partying. They weren't rooted in being there for one another. They were rooted in partying. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> one night, I remember so vividly, I lived on campus for the summer. I looked at my roommate and I said, I don't know the point to life anymore. And I don't know what possessed me. The Holy Spirit, I guess, was like, this is my opportunity to work on her heart. I see this moment where Cass's heart's going to be open to hearing me. And I Googled churches near me. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember, like, for the first time in probably a couple years, I just said to God, I was like, Uh, tomorrow it was a Saturday night tomorrow I'm going to go to church and if you do not show up and if I'm not convinced tomorrow I will never ever revisit this again I'm Mm -hmm. done and I picked the least likely church (laughs) I thought that I would ever 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 encounter God because I was raised Southern Baptist and guess guess what church I went to a itsy bitsy probably 30 people attended it Pentecostal church and not just like kind of Pentecostal like these people did not cut their hair Mm -hmm. they wore skirts past their knees like super conservative Pentecostals like speak in tongues pray like dance in the aisles the opposite of how I was raised Mm -hmm. and I remember marching into that church the next morning with jewelry on and makeup on and I mean, I I did not look Pentecostal. It was blatantly obvious. 
And that Sunday, I met people who had the most on fire, authentic faith of anybody I had ever met in my life. They were completely unashamed to praise the Lord. And there was, there was no, like they, none of them felt awkward to raise a hand in church. My, the little Baptist kid in me was blown away. Isn't that so free? And let's just take a second. Like I, I grew up the same way where you stood there, you stood there in the aisle, you had your hands on the chair in front of you and you just kind of mumbled the words. And now being an adult and going to a non-denominational church where everyone's like dancing in the aisles, they're shouting, they're yelling, just of happiness and joy and they have their hands raised. Like raising your hands for the first time, I don't know if anyone else experienced, but it's the most freeing experience of like, I just get to freely praise my God however I feel called to. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't know, I get goosebumps now like thinking about it. Yeah, and it's just so... And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong way to praise God. If you feel more comfortable in a church that's more reserved, mm-hmm. then, and that is where God has you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm in a Baptist church right now because that's where God wants me and my husband to serve. Definitely. And, and I have accepted that and I'm okay with that because if that's where God wants me, that's where I'm going to be. And it's a pretty reserved church. Mm-hmm. But God specifically led me to this congregation for a specific time in my life that I needed to see a perspective on the faith that was completely different to anything I'd ever known. Amen. They still believe the core of the gospel. I'm not saying that they were like a radically different theology, but a different perspective to how to approach and live your faith Mm -hmm. boldly and without shame. And I'm like, I'm not a UPCI Pentecostal. Like I don't wear skirts and stuff, but these people I'm still very close to because they changed my life. Mm -hmm. I spent that whole summer, the summer of 2018, detoxing from the last four to five years of complete brokenness, Mm -hmm. where after my dad passed away in 2015, I went off the rails. I Understandable. I, I I made terrible decisions at high school. I made terrible decisions in early college. I was not living for Christ, nor did I believe in him anymore. And so, and I was even a church camp counselor. I worked at Kennecook and my faith was crumbling. Can you imagine? And that Sunday morning that I went to that church, I just decided to keep going back and keep going back. And every single one of those friendships that I lost in that process of not partying anymore mm-hmm. were not missed. And something I've learned too is, and this is some advice for people who are, who are coming out of their high school years and into their adult years. If you have a friend and all you do is go grab drinks or go to a club, they're not your friend. Mm-hmm. Like you will, you will call them if you need them. You will reach out to them if you need them. Most likely they will not be there. Now those are not long lasting relationships. And have you ever noticed, like, have you, I had a lot of friends who were left leaning who completely left me in the dust whenever mm-hmm. they knew I was a conservative, when they found out I was a conservative. Yes. But never once did I have a conservative friend leave me while I was a leftist. Yes. What's been your experience with that? So I actually just recently had this happen to me. Um, I have a dear friend. I love her very much. Um, her and I have been best friends for about five years. Um, she is a radical, radical leftist, um, has a lot of hate in her heart for anything other than her own ideology. And, um, I mean, it pains me to see her living that way. 
but um, I started being a little bit more vocal on my social media about my views and what I see that's wrong with the world and how I hurt because of it. And it was just a few like Instagram stories that I posted, one about that, that picture of that topless transgender Mm -hmm. individual. And she unfollowed me. She completely ghosted me. Um, I reached out to her. I'm like, hey, like what happened? You know, and I haven't heard anything since. And that's when I realized of like, I, I treated her with so much love because that's what I feel called to do, but she doesn't have that same grounding as I do. And so she's going to leave me whenever she doesn't agree with me anymore. Yeah. But let me guess, you believe completely opposite things of her, but you would never, ever no. leave her. If she came to you mm-hmm. and needed you, you'd be there for her, yes. even though you don't believe the same things as her. And that's where I think that it's such an unfortunate lie that culture is telling you that conservatives are the party of hate and uh, exclusivity. And you also or like, not. It's it's always hate the sin, not the sinner. You know, yeah. I don't I'm gonna love that person. I'm gonna be there for that yeah. person. Does that mean that I approve of everything? And that's also another thing. Acceptance doesn't mean you don't have to accept what they do to love somebody. Right. You know, like I love her so much, but I'm not going to accept and tolerate what she you know, her actions. Yes. You know, so I think that's the biggest thing in our culture is that we are taught that in order to love somebody, you have to love every single thing about them. And that's realistically just not the case. And that's the thing is we also like just because we don't tolerate LGBTQ stuff doesn't mean that there's things that conservatives do in our lives that it's the same thing. We there are things that my conservative friends have done that I absolutely don't mm-hmm. tolerate or affirm mm-hmm. there. There are are sins that conservatives commit cultural accepted things that conservatives do as well that i think should be called out and i think should not mm-hmm. be affirmed and we should be able yes. to call each other out and you know, that's what we're here for that's why we have relationships but it's, it's the to- god of lgbtq yes that's the one thing yeah. that you can't touch yep. why i think i think that those lifestyles are so much harder and those choices and actions are so much harder to approach and not tolerate because it has to do with people it's not easy like sex and drugs and alcohol you know i I guess it is but um it's like oh this thing is bad for you this substance is bad for you you shouldn't do it that's easy but if it's like this person that you love and care for and attracted to is bad for you that's so hard for a person to accept about themselves you know and so i think that's why it's so untouchable because it has to do with people loving other people yeah and (laughs) I just had a thought. They have intentionally branded the entire LGBTQ mafia army cult, whatever you want to call it, as just being love. Love mm-hmm. is love. Love is love. Love is not um, bad. And they did that because I think they know that it's too much of a gut check to be called out on what most of the LGBTQ community participates in, mm-hmm. which is orgy culture, party culture. I mean, if you go to like a a gay club, like Mm -hmm. 90% of it is complete debauchery and just disgusting behavior. It is. And they don't want to be called out for that part of it. So they're just going to brand it love is love is love is love is love. And they don't want to be called out for all of the disgusting things that go along with that culture. Mm -hmm. And honestly, most of the super like kosher, don't bother anybody um, gay couples that I know of, like the older married gay couples that um, live a pretty like standard life, 
some of them are actually conservatives. Yeah. And yeah. don't approve of what's going on in the younger generations with LGBTQ and like all of the like orgy stuff that's going on. When I so I door knocked in the Georgia special elections a few years ago and I talked to so many people. Um I was there for a little over a month, but I came across this um this gay couple. There were two men and they had adopted a few kids. And they, when I went to door knock, when I went up to their house, they were like literally packing up their bags and loading their car, driving to Florida and restarting their lives. And they're like, because they just believe there's so much lying and, and deceit and the elections going on. They're like, we can't live in this anymore. You know, we're being brainwashed to think that all of this is just normal and okay. And, you know, they were true Trump supporters. They loved DeSantis. And so they were literally packing up and leaving as gay individuals to go somewhere more conservative. Yes. And that's why I think it's so important that the like a a major goal of conservatives right now is to divorce the T from Mm -hmm. the LGB. Yes. Because while I don't approve of gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, like as a as a practice i also don't approve of like infidelity you know right um but i also believe that it's a free america do what you want but the transgender part ha- is so different and so skewed compared to like normal gay people doing whatever normal gay adults living yeah. their gay lives the the transgender cult has completely taken over and dominated the entire movement because and it destroyed is, it. It yes, so like I, I think it's because they are pushing so hard for us to accept something that's not real. Yes. you know, like because they you, know that it's delusional. They know it's not real, and but they're like, but we have to have we have to be loved and accepted for who we are, and so they are just expecting and brainwashing other people to believe the same thing, but they know it's not real. Yeah, and man, like. let's take all of the like not real transgenderism out of it and just focus on those individuals who like are diagnosable gender dysphoric individuals Mm -hmm. like really truly severely gender dysphoric since when has mental illness and a delusion been treated by playing into that delusion and Mm -hmm. like changing reality to fit a delusion that's my thing is like you don't go just like a just like a person with gender dysphoria goes to a doctor and they give them surgery you know they're affirming into what that person is already struggling with you don't go to a therapist and say it's like starving and anorexic yes yeah and it was like a, like someone who's depressed oh well you can just stay in and hide don't don't yeah. kind of fix your problem just stay in and and, and pity yourself you know like, it's right. the same thing it is. It's like, I'm going to surgically alter you to fit your delusion. You're very sad, mental, like, you're mentally ill. I feel mm-hmm. for individuals who are living in a delusion that they can't escape. But we're not going to come, we're not going to, like, perform surgery on you to, ch- to copy and paste your yeah. body parts to appear to be what your delusion is. And it breaks my heart to see these people who don't believe that they are enough yeah how they were born and how they were made and how they were created you know there's so much effort for them to be created and come into this world and then they they just believe for one reason or another that they are not enough and that's what's so sad about it it is and when we come back we're gonna we're gonna wrap up with a short little segment on um 
we're going to hear from Kaylee and kind of, I, I talked a lot about my story and my heart and we're going to let Kaylee share as much or as little as she wants to about um, kind of her heart behind just her worldview. Um, we've talked a lot about the, the issues, but I want to hear from Kaylee about her specifically and what her coming to, into conservatism um, experience has been. Um, all right. We'll be right back with more on Common Sense. Upper 60s and on Sunday, chance of scattered storms and temperatures in the mid to upper 80s. For Fox 49, I'm meteorologist Natalie Nunn. Here's your weekly dose of Uncommon Sense with Cass. Brought to you by College of the Ozarks. Developing citizens of Christ-like character who are well-educated, hardworking, and patriotic. On 93.3 and AM 560, KWTO. All right, we are back for just a few more minutes of Uncommon Sense with Cass. Been talking to Miss Kaylee Haynes dear friend of mine um she is a young 20-something conservative and we are hearing from her about her worldview and why she believes what she believes um because i think these stories are important to be told because they're not being told very often right now so kaylee kind of talk to me about your journey into being the woman you are today with the worldview of being a christian conservative young person um that's a little um, I have kind of the same background as you do. I grew up homeschooled, Christian conservative, very traditional family. Um, I, you know, my parents, as most Christian conservative parents are, were strict. And so I am a very stubborn child. I was a very stubborn child. Um, if you know me, I have red hair. And so that totally feeds into my personality. Um, I, as a teenager, I began to rebel against my parents and everything that I was taught. I was like you, going out, partying, sneaking out, drinking, you know, being around people. That was not good for me. But I felt like, oh, I'm mature for my age. You know, that's what people around me tell me. And so I can take care of myself. I don't need help doing that, you know, and making decisions. So I found myself in a lot of painful um, situations, a lot of painful relationships and, you know, with pain, you grow, or that's that's the goal, at least. Um, so I kept going to church through all of that. Um, and this is about from the ages I was, like, 15 to 19, I guess the most. Um, I kept going to church because my parents told me I had to. Um, and then I would just have little seeds planted in me all the time, just little seeds of truth that I held on to, even though the people I was around was like, oh, abortion is okay, you know, because it's for the better of the mom, or, you know, being gay is okay, because this is who you love, it's who you are, um, so that's what I was, I was just having that struggle that entire, all those years of, like, which one's right, and where do I fall, you know, um, it was really, it was in 2018, the same as you, um, which makes me sad, because we weren't even friends then, but we should have been, um, I was sitting in church, and I was just having this emotional battle. And I don't even remember what the sermon was. But during the altar call, 
I literally, I kid you not, I heard God speak to me. And I don't know how I knew, but you just know. You know like this is like is the words were just there. And it was, if you do not submit to me today, I know it's in store for you and you will not come back to me. And that like that scared me so bad. I'm like, what is in store for me? And like I just felt so called to submit my life. And um so I did. I just sat in the pew and like cried and was like, God, I'm so sorry, I'm so terrible. Like please help me. And, um, and I did, I felt so much peace. I've never felt, I felt just this warmth come around me and hug me. Like there was no one around me, but like, I felt so much peace, just like a blanket was wrapped around me. And, um, so I started trying to live a little bit more traditional life and then not party as much, not drink as much, not lie about where I am and what I'm doing. Um, but it's hard to get those habits all out because you have time where you fall back into it. Like it being is an addict. Something it is. It really is because as soon as a hardship will come along in my life, I would fall back to that. And it was the easy way out. You know, yeah. instead of relying back on God and be like, God, help me through this. I would go back to drinking and back to partying and back to those friends who would just tell me whatever I was going through was okay. You know, so they wouldn't hold me accountable. Um, So I don't really... You know, years passed and I just, I stuck with church no matter how hard I was or how bad I didn't want to be there. You know, I would sit in church and be like, this isn't for me. I don't know what I'm doing here. And then, you know, music, I really relate to music a lot. And there's just some songs of, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of peace of what I was going through in my life. And there's a song like, so will I, you know, if creation will worship you, then so will I. And I'm like, yeah. how, how dare I question god of the universe you know if he yeah. can if he can control you know creation you know he is he's got it um i went through a bible study with some friends of the book of hosea and it's you know every time you put yourself in a bad situation it talks about oh what's her name the wife she but she's found on the streets you know yeah. she is he, in a good marriage going back to her yeah, and he keeps going back to her. And so I actually have a tattoo now of beloved because in Hosea it talks about, you know, you are God's beloved. And so that's what, that's just the truth that I hold on to every time that I think I'm going to fall. It's like, no, I am God's beloved and I deserve better than what I would go back to. Yeah. And I mean, that is, that's such a powerful, powerful thing you just said because I think, you know, both you and I grew up in this certain like type of purity culture that tells you that, if you mess up, if you like commit sexual sin mm -hmm. or something that you are a broken, I was, I was told yes. I was a broken teapot yes. that I was lesser than, and mm -hmm. that I would always carry that scar with me Yeah. at the same time of them telling me that like God's love overcomes all. It was very mixed. It was mixed messaging. And now I know as an mm -hmm. adult, I know that the point of the cross was that all sin was wiped away and he bared that yes. burden and I, that he yes. makes you whole and yes. in his right, you, you become yeah. in his righteousness and in his perfection yes. and that God sees you as a lovely, precious, holy daughter. Yes. And, and I, yeah. I saw this um, sermon being preached and something that he said was just like shook my reality and it was god val doesn't value your virginity he values your purity yes and i've never heard that before in church and like what is wrong with us that we are teaching our kids that you can't mess up or you're going to hell 
you know, and I think that's what that's what I took away from my childhood. And I never, ever want my children to feel the way I did. Right. And we're not condoning premarital sex. But what we are saying is that kids are going to be dumb and they're mm-hmm. going to sin and they're going to be peer pressured mm-hmm. and they're going to mess up in big ways that break a parent's heart. Mm-hmm. But that does not make them less lovable and, and pure in the father's eyes. Mm-hmm. All they have to do is submit to his, you know, yes. lordship. And, yes. you know, you just go to the father for forgiveness and for yes. healing and he will sanctify people. Yes. But if you tell these kids, I remember being told in church that if I, that if I was, if I, if I, if I lost my virginity before marriage, that I would be less desirable in a holy man, a godly man's eyes. Yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness, but, but Christ is supposed to sanctify you. I want to talk so much more about this. Unfortunately, I hate that we only have like 30 seconds left. But we are going to have you back on the show and we're just going to keep unpacking these, these difficult topics. And we're going to talk about God's truth in our life. We're going to talk about why conservatism is, is good for society and good for culture and how to message that to young people who are being fed some of the most ridiculous lies that maybe have ever been told um more with kaylee haynes another time on another episode thank you so much for being on the show okay forest animals today is a new day kids are coming to the forest and it's up to us to make their visit a good one sparrow yes have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year of course catchy i like it okay river dude How's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. Perfect for a little riverside shoeless relaxation. Ah, good. Owl, you here? Gosh, who's asking? I am. Look, you know the drill. Sleep during the day, scare the kids at night. Perfect. I love my job. Uh, Oak Tree? Sup? Still in the same place I left you last year. That's what I like. Consistency. Well, it's not like I'm going anywhere for the next couple hundred years. I know. I love it. Uh, Turtle. Turtle. He's not here yet, man. He's late every morning. You'd think he would have learned by now to leave the night before our meetings. Okay. Squirrel. Has anybody seen Mr. Squirrel? The forest has been preparing just for you. Visit a forest near you today.